Praise God. But I think the Lord is helping us. I would like us to go to Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8. We're going to read uh, Luke chapter 2 verse 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. I'd like to emphasize verse 12. It says, This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. A sign to you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for your help. I pray for your anointing. And I pray that we leave different from the way that we came in, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, the sign for them was a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. The announcement was big. Good news of great joy that will be for all people. Big. The sign is a little baby in a manger. Small. Big message. Small sign. I'll let you. Um, this is one of the confusing things, but also one of the ways in which uh, uh, we... For those of us who really are serious about our relationship with the Lord, and if you walk with the Lord, you will find that this will be a, a truth. God wraps big gifts in small packages. Big things come with small signs. And if we really have an appetite for the Lord, we will learn to appreciate the small signs because we know that behind the small signs are big things. And we will treat the small things like big things. Amen? Um, in, in Luke chapter 8, Jesus was teaching about the parable uh, of the, the farmer who went to sow, sow seed. And uh, verse number um, 10, ver Luke chapter 8 verse 10, Jesus told the disciples, he said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. So once again, we see kind of a similar thing. He says that the, 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 the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God, big. But the knowledge of that kingdom, it's actually a secret. What's the secret? The secret is the seed is the word of God. Seed is small. Kingdom is big. If we can steward the small properly, 
we can also access the big. It's a secret because most people won't think of the big kingdom of God to be found in such a small thing as the Word of God. But the Word of God is more than the Word of God. It's a seed. It's a small package of something very, very big. The baby is small and in a manger, but the heavens are rejoicing at, at, the, at, the, at the little baby. Small things, small gifts, but big, big things that's contained behind them. Amen? Uh, so the baby was small. The, the, the secret of the kingdom of God is that the whole kingdom is wrapped in that, in that word. The seed is the word of God. You can miss it. It's a secret. What times am I at you today? Just say it's a secret. Do you know what another secret is? A small thing that, that, that the kingdom of God, the bigness of the kingdom of God is represented by? It's fellowship. Matthew 18 and verse 20 says that we're two. Or three, gather together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. The fellowship is not a huge congregation. It doesn't say if a multitude gathers, if the crowds gather, I am there. He says two or three, small. I am there. God says I am there. God is big. God is big. The fellowship small. If we can honor the small word, we can have the big kingdom if we can honor the small see if we really walk with God it will teach us to honor the small things because we realize that bef behind the small things are big things we, we have a habit of stewarding properly the big things and neglecting the small but in the kingdom of God it's a secret Shh. the big things it's a baby in in the manger see? Shh. everything is behind it the secret Shh. the word of God that's the seed the whole kingdom of God is right there. The Nick, if you can have fellowship, just two of you, not, not everybody, just two or three gather in my name. It's a secret. See, so the more you walk with God, you, the more you will appreciate the two or three. Mm. The more you walk with God, you will appreciate the seed of the word of God. Not the big conference, the posters, the flyer, the hallelujah. Thank you for supporting the ministry. You know those posters. The small. Samuel came to all of the sons of, of, of Jesse and he saw the big one and he said, Ah, the future king. And God says, No, I don't come in big packages. I come in small packages. But the small, if it's handled properly, there's big things behind it. That's why when the baby was born in the manger, the whole heavenly host was singing, the glory of the Lord is shining. The angel says, good news for all people. Hallelujah, where is it? It's there in the baby in the manger, small. Heaven rejoices, not over the big things. Heaven rejoices over the small things. The tiny things, the, the small tiny things are actually big things because there's a lot behind the small. Amen, amen? Praise the name of the Lord. This is why I'm a little bit excited about what happened Thursday. Of course, it was a big, big thing. But it's just, it's just unique because for the first time, really, uh, on this platform, we brought all these ministers and all these churches represented together under the banner of 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, under, under the banner of love. But you're just politely clapping. But heaven, I promise you, 
is celebrating with great joy because the big thing is hidden in the in the in the small in the small thing uh, foundation is important in the kingdom of god uh, structure is important um, i say that uh, from much ex experience see there was a time when when i think when i started ministry i was more excited in just I, you know i was a youth minister and my my vision when we started just to reach all of the young people back up, the whole city, strategy, young people. And I did not care where I was fellowshipping with. I didn't care who I was. Just let me preach this gospel. Let's do something. Let's get these kids. Let's save the world. Hallelujah. But after a few years of ministry, I began to value more the structure that I'm associated with than the ministry that I'm giving. Because no matter how high you fly, how, many, how far you go, how many spiritual experiences you have it will always come back and land on whatever foundation has been established your experience in god will never be greater than the structure that is carrying it uh, amen i'll give you an example jesus changed the world he raised the dead you don't get much higher than that i don't know he calmed the storm he fed the multitudes jesus was the stuff but the structure arranged for his crucifixion you will never <laughs> you will never accomplish more than the structure you are attached to a structure can hijack a move of god and i study revivals a little bit because i'm interested in one of the things that i i found about revivals and moves of god is that it's rarely uh, planned for in acts chapter 2 the bible says the disciples were all together in one place gathered in one accord and then suddenly yeah, suddenly there was the sound of the blowing of a mighty rushing wind suddenly meaning this was not on the agenda this was not on the a part of the, the the scheduled order of service suddenly God took over service and everybody was filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues and praising God whether they wanted to or not suddenly everybody say suddenly and and what I've noticed is that sometimes every now and then God will show up with a suddenly um, not on schedule of man, but on schedule of God. And when God moves, it's, it's, just, it's just, you might, might as well get out of the way. When it's raining, everything gets wet. Everything. I remember me and Sally, we've experienced a little bit of this. Uh, when we started in, in ministry, we were, it was dry for about four or five years. Uh, I, some of you know my, my testimony, but one day we went to Dallas, Texas in 19... 98 February yeah Feb 98 and uh, you know Saleh got up and shared his t testimony you, you guys don't know Saleh's testimony there's not I don't need any more miracles I don't need Saleh just Saleh preaching is a miracle for me that's it I know Saleh from before and just let me say thank God all of you never saw Saleh before but he got up that day, it was a bunch of young people, not even saved young people, just young people. And Sally gave his testimony and then he said, whoever wants some of this, come up here, but not the way I say it, the way he says it, you know. And, and uh, people started coming and suddenly happened. I know it was a suddenly because it was just a move of the spirit. It was a suddenly, but God just dropped and people started getting 
just crazy falling in the power of God, shaking. And that's why I really find this power of the Spirit a very interesting phenomenon. It, it, it's one thing if you have church people who have grown up in the church and know how the, the falling out in the Spirit of God protocol. But these were not church people. No one trained them how to fall in such a way so that the ushers catch you <laughs> without disturbing your clothes. This was just boom, boom. I'll never forget, there was a girl, her name was Muna, and she came to me shaking like this. And she said, please make this stop. I'm not even a Christian, I'm a Muslim, please make this stop. I said, Lord, how come you're, how, there's no room when, 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 you know, like, you know how the Lord gets saved. Come on, somebody. Understand salvation. Take discipleship class. Take discipleship class, then get baptized. Get baptized, then get filled with the Holy Spirit. God reversed this thing, and people who are not saved are getting full with the Holy Spirit. I've never seen anything. And I, I, the only way it made sense to me is that when it rains, everything gets wet. You don't fall rain on the Christians only or on the Muslims only. If it's raining, everything gets wet. Suddenly. But one thing I found about, and, and many of the revivals that I've studied, it seemed like people were just seeking God normally, but then... God showed up a little over a hundred years ago, the Azusa Street Revival. People were just seeking God normally. And then suddenly, six people, boom. The whole world was shaken in three to five years. People came with ships from all over the world to Los Angeles to get a part impartation from this move of God. Suddenly. Um, even in the last several years, there was a great move of God in the last 30 years when God just shows up. And of course, sometimes they're controversial, but it's hard to put a package or a definition on what God does or how God moves. And that's why it's controversial. It doesn't fit in our box. God does not fit in your box. From within the, 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 the spaces of the chairs, tell your neighbor, God does not fit in your box. And so, uh, you know, there, there was great moves of God in Pensacola, Florida, in Toronto. Even a few years ago in Florida, God just, God just moved suddenly. And people came from all over and get a touch of God. But the interesting thing that I noticed consistently with all these re revivals that I've studied is that they started with great glory, but, but most of the time they don't, did not end with great glory. There was a suddenly, but it was not sustained. And the reason it was not sustained is because, like what I said earlier, uh, uh, a move of God will never be greater than the structure that it's built on. And many times there was not room, or there was not enough time to prepare for the structure uh, because it happened uh, suddenly. And we say, well, what's the structure? The structure is not a board, a deacon, elders. The structure is love. And, and I think God has given us a great blessing in this nation to, before anything happens, because I believe there will come a suddenly. There is coming a suddenly. I'm speaking prophetically now. There is coming a suddenly. But if we can learn anything from the previous suddenlies, hmm, we, can, uh, we, we can understand that if we're not careful, we can lose the power of that momentum very quickly. Uh, all of them kind of began with great power and then they came down. Hmm? Uh, but I believe that when things come down, it's not because God runs out of gas. Eh? I believe it's because if the brother, like many times there's, it, it's, it's the, actually the structure is relational. It's love. When love is no longer the front and center, the power of God will also disappear. And what God did, if you have eyes to see what I'm seeing, God brought all of the churches together. Hallelujah. 
under one umbrella called 1 Corinthians 13. Some of you don't know what 1 Corinthians 13 is, I understand. It's, a, it's called the love chapter. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm just a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And it goes on, it says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast. It talks about all, all that, that love, love is. And it's amazing how much of a church program we can conduct without love. It's amazing how much we can speak in tongues, in tongues of men and of angels and do it without love. And the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 13 says that if I do this without love, that I'm just a clanging symbol, just a noise. It's the love foundation that make, gives everything else the strength that it needs to continue and to endure. Amen? And so when I see all of these churches coming together, just for the sake of love, all clapping to say we are together. There was no move of God yet, but there is love. This is why it's exciting for me because if that is there, then when God moves, that move of God will be sustained. What does the Bible say? That says that new, uh, new wine, uh, it must be poured into new wine skins. If the new wine is poured into old wine skins, then both will be ruined. New wine is for new wine skins. But God is doing something significant uh, among us. He's created a small fellowship uh, of love. And the testimony of, of, of last Thursday, it was, really, it was really powerful. Many people have been re really extremely blessed. And uh, when we have these kinds of things, you know what I take it as? I take it as a sign. It's not the great move of God, but it is a sign. Because two or three are gathering in His name. We're not competing against each other anymore. Wherever you go in the world, in every city where there's churches, there is always this issue of the church down the street. Uh, and the sheep stealing. Do you know what sheep stealing is? Hmm? Like, uh, and so what happens is you will organize a greater program and invite such and such a singer so that the people would come to your church on, 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 on that event. And that's going well until the the next week and the next conference comes for the church down the street. So we're all walking in love, but not really. Can you imagine God, God brought almost a hundred different churches together under the same roof and says we'll give ourselves to, to love? It's not a small thing. God is giving us a foundation so that when suddenly happens, it will be, it will be sustained. Praise the name of the Lord. So if we have eyes to see, the time for rejoicing is now, not later. Uh, Luke, our, our text, Luke chapter 2 and verse, verse 20, it says the, the angels told the, the shepherds that, that um, the sign for you is that, that little baby. Okay? And then the Bible says that they went and they saw the baby. And verse 20 says, The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which, which were just as they had been told. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The shepherds went on their way rejoicing for everything they had heard and everything they had seen. What had they heard and what had they seen? A baby in a manger crying. But they were full of rejoicing over, over the small. Hallelujah. They saw the big and the small. 
And if we have our eyes, that, uh, our eyes to see in the spirit, we will see the big and the small. Simeon, like Saleh said earlier, picked up the baby Jesus and rejoiced. He did not see a baby. He saw the salvation of Israel. Hallelujah. He saw the big in the small. If we have a small fellowship, two or three even, that's enough. That is the time to start rejoicing and not later. I was preaching this earlier. I shared this with the Amharic Amharic service and uh, Fikre sent me a text afterwards. And so I'm going to steal his thunder right now. He said when Elijah, the Bible says Elijah went up on the mountain and prayed with his head between his knees. How many of you remember that story? Okay, he went into the mountain with his head in his knees and then the servant, he kept sending, sending his servant back seven times. And on the seventh time he says, do you see anything in the clouds, in the sky? Nothing, nothing, seven times. The seventh time he said, I see the cloud the size of a man's fist rising in the heavens. And he says, that's, that's the sign. Hallelujah. That's all I need. Start running. Start preparing because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. It's not big, but God does not work with big. God works with the sign. Hallelujah. And if the sign is small, that is enough to start preparing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What I'm trying to tell somebody is that maybe you're not as excited as I am because you don't see what I see, but I have seen the sign. Hallelujah. When the brothers dwell together in unity... Psalm 133 says, When the brothers dwell together in unity, there I will command my blessing. So you can rejoice at the blessing if you want to. But you can also rejoice at the brothers dwelling, dwelling together in unity. Because if the brothers are dwelling together in unity, it's as good as done. Mm. Joshua chapter 3. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Hallelujah. What we see here is two things. Number one, we see, he says, this is the instructions. When you see the ark of the covenant moving toward the Jordan, move out from your positions and follow it. Then he says, Consecrate yourselves today. Because tomorrow, God will do great things among you. Um, just some, uh, maybe some history. The, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, when you see the Ark of the Covenant moving as God designed it, it was an, uh, the Ark is where God lived. Today, the, the glory of God lives in, in us. The glory of God lives in us. We are the temple of God. We are his dwelling place. In the Old Testament, he did not live in people. He would come upon people by his spirit, but he did not dwell in people like he does now because Jesus has risen from the dead. The, t- the curtain is, is closed now. That's another preaching. But um, uh, what we see is that God chose to put his dwelling place on that Ark of the Covenant. 
That's where the glory of God dwelt. All right? The way the ark moved, it was a, a box and it had uh, 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 poles and it was designed in such a way that the only way the ark could move is that when the priests came together in unity and they had to be four of them, one for each corner of the pole. So I would take up this corner and then some other priest here, another priest there, another priest there. And together, as we move together, the ark would move. Which means that if the priests are not moving together, then God is not moving either. All right? No movement of the priests, no unity in the priests, that means that there's no unity or there's no movement in God. But Joshua told them, when you see the ark moving, that's the sign. Consecrate yourselves today because tomorrow, hallelujah, if you see the sign today, then you know that tomorrow God will do amazing things among you. The sign for great things that's about to happen is unity in the priesthood. And, and notice, there's only four priests that's necessary. There's several hundreds of priests all in their different divisions but we don't need all of the priests we just need some of the priests those who are assigned to carry the ark if you see that that priesthood moving in unity that's the sign for you get ready consecrate yourselves god is about to do amazing things how do you know god is about because the priests are walking in unity not just priests walking with a box what do you mean no it's a sign it's small it's a small package but it has something very big behind it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at, look at verse, uh, verse number 10. God specifically says, actually let's start in verse 9. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you. And that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. Lord help us. <laughs> this is how you know that he, that the living God is among you and that he will certainly, say certainly, drive out before you all these enemies. Verse number 11. See the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. This is how you know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out all of these enemies. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Hallelujah. It's a sign. When the brothers dwell together in unity, it's a sign. When the Lord speaks a word to you, it's a sign. When you see the baby in a manger, it's a sign. God will always give the sign before he moves in an unusual, in an unusual way. Consecrate yourselves today because the Lord will do amazing things among you. Praise the Lord. You see, with those priests carrying the ark going ahead of them, they crossed the Jordan. With the priests going ahead of them, they took out the city of Jericho. With the priests 
going ahead of them. They took all those 31 kings and 31 towns. With the priests going ahead of them, the sun stood still in the sky. When the priests went in unity ahead of them, it was a sign. As long as they had the sign, that God said, I will certainly drive out all of your enemies and I will cause you to possess the land that I have given you. And at the end of Joshua, it concludes with these words. It says that not one of God's good promises to Israel failed to come to pass. He fulfilled every one of his promises because the sign was with them every step of the way. What I'm trying to tell somebody today is that we have a sign. It's not a big sign. And I apologize if some of you are expecting a big sign. But God never gives big signs. He gives small signs. This is the sign for you, for the glory of God that is about to be revealed, for the suddenly that's about to happen, for the fulfilling of everything that God has said. It will require, it, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Hallelujah. It's a big thing, but the sign is small. Can you see the sign and rejoice? Or do you need to wait until you see everything completed, safe, all the money in your bank account, all the car filled with all the gas, and your situation just perfect, your promotion is, is intact, your holiday package is intact, and then you will rejoice. You know how we've so personalized the kingdom experience now. It's all about me and how much I can accumulate. When the glory of God truly comes, you don't want anything. Because he takes center stage and he becomes the object of your affection and the object of your desire. The priest could no longer stand in the presence of God when the glory of God showed up. What I'm trying to tell somebody prophetically now, hear my words as a prophetic message, as a prophetic statement. Tomorrow God will do amazing things among you. The sign is small. The sign is small. But the priests are moving in unity in this nation, perhaps for the first time ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we are moving in unity now, it's small. It says, oh, we just had a meeting on Thursday. We had more than a meeting. We had a sign. And now some of you, I know this is an international church. Some of us are not Ethiopian. Maybe our heart is not attached to this place as it is to other places. But let me assure you, if you are here, you are here for a reason. And the promises of God on this land, is much, you are much as much a shareholder of those promises because God is, uh, has designed for you to be in this place, in this time, for such a time as this. Okay, is it not big enough for you? Hmm? Is, is the promise not big enough for you? It will never be big enough for you. It will always be a mustard seed. It will always be a baby in a manger. But if we have an eye to see it, we can pick it up like Simeon and rejoice. Hallelujah. See the cloud in the sky and rejoice and prepare. Hallelujah. Consecrate yourselves today because tomorrow God will do amazing things among you. Hallelujah. You know, I was reminded as I was preparing, you know, uh, I, I started ministering with Sally when we were, we were just kids. And I remember... Uh, uh, we were both kind of raw. Maybe we still are raw. But I remember uh, uh, we went, it was, I don't know if you remember, we went to Roberto's apartment and like we were waiting for him in the car or something like that, in the parking lot. In that car of yours, if you want to call it a car. <laughs> that, that piece of metallic substance that miraculously moved along the road. My, my Lord. 
like Sally would ask, do you want to ride? No, I really don't. <laughs> but we were in the car and then suddenly happened in the car with just the two of us. And the glory of God fell. And Sally is very prophetic. He is a prophet actually. And he began getting so excited. Ooh, hallelujah. You know how he does. Hallelujah. My God. And I was praying with him. You know, I was with him, but he was way ahead of me. My God. Hallelujah. What have we just stepped into? I said, Sally, it's just the two of us. It was small, but it was united. Prepare yourselves today because God will do something amazing tomorrow. They brought to Jesus five loaves and two fish. So small. What, how can this feed all of these people? It's enough. I don't need a lot. I just need a sign. Hallelujah. The Bible says, God told Zerubbabel, one of my favorite verses, Hallelujah, do not despise the day of small beginnings because God works with the small. If you have a little, if you are faithful with the little, the Bible says, God will put you in charge of much. If God is about to do anything big in your life, know that he starts with the small. That's why the tithe is so important. Hallelujah. The tithe is not a lot. It's a little. But if you are faithful with your tithe, and be faithful with that little that seems like so insignificant it becomes much hallelujah God always works with the little if you have a little you have the sign if you honor the little you have enough to work with the big thing that God are you following what I'm saying I'm trying to tell somebody that suddenly is about to happen we have the sign if we have the sign we can be like mind you all heaven was rejoicing at the baby and after the shepherds saw the baby, they were rejoicing with heaven because they had seen enough. And God told Joshua, if you see the ark moving, you can know for sure, certainly, that God will deliver you uh, from, from all your enemies and cause you to possess, possess the land. I, I'm trying to tell somebody that God has promised some big things in this nation. Mm? God has some big things in store for this continent. But if God is going to do a big thing, that means we need to look for the sign. And we just saw the priest moving in unity. We saw the priest committing to love. Are you following what I'm saying? I know it's not a big hallelujah preaching, but it's a sign. Can we rejoice for the sign today? Can we pick up the baby and say hallelujah today? Suddenly is always suddenly. It's easy to celebrate after suddenly. But can we celebrate for the sign? Can we celebrate because God has given us something, hallelujah, that we have never had before in the history of revival in this country, hallelujah. Can we celebrate because God has just opened our eyes to see something that's small. You see, when suddenly I, I want to prophesy, it will look very different from anything that we have had before. You know, when God moves suddenly, it's very unpredictable, all right? But it will be glorious, hallelujah. It will be big. And one of the things that I notice is that when God sends His Spirit by way of revival, it will always start in the people, but it will end on the land, meaning that the, the blessing will be felt on the, on the land, like the broken places, the, the, the forgotten, the just injustice and the unrighteousness. It will come up. Mountains will come down and valleys will be exalted when the Spirit of God is poured out. But in past revivals, we have never made it to that level because while we were still caught up in the glory, we started to fight with each other. 
No, it's my turn to preach. No, you preached last week. I used to have problem in our youth group because we had two keyboardists and they would compromise, we only had a keyboard, we would compromise, have them, you know, pre uh, play on every other, other Sunday. And then they came one day and says, it's my turn. No, you played last week. No, that wasn't. Boom, 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 boom. So I sat the whole band down and I learned to play guitar because I'm unified within myself. Hallelujah. But it seems so childish, but it's funny how much childish things can trip up big men and big women. Uh, we broke through something on Thursday. So I want you all to get ready. Hallelujah. Because when suddenly comes, it will be sustained. We will experience the glory of God. But you know what the Bible says? Whew, thank you, Lord. In the book of Ezekiel, how God restored the land. The Bible says the glory came upon the temple. After the glory came on the temple, a small little river came out of the, the south side of the temple. And the river began to grow. And it began to gain strength, gain momentum. And the Bible says that every place that the river touched lived. And it crashed into the salt sea and made the salt sea fresh. Um, salt water does not turn fresh. Fresh water always turns salty. But in this case, with this river, we have a sampling of salt water turning fresh. It's a testament to the strength and glory of the river. But the river started small. If you can see the small, you might as well get ready. There's a river coming from this place. God himself will rise up with great glory and reveal his glory. All people of the, you know, the Bible says the knowledge of the glory of the, the Lord will cover the earth like the waters covers the seas. I want somebody to get ready. We've just shifted another gear. This, glory, this revival will come in such a way that it won't leave us in the clouds hanging, but it will come on the earth. And it will cause the hands of begging to turn to hands of blessing. It will touch our infrastructure and our systems. It will touch our poverty issues, our injustice issues. Hallelujah. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. The Bible says it this way, that the desert will turn into a fertile field, and the fertile field will turn into a, a forest. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We will see this thing through in Jesus' name. The salt sea will become fresh. I saw the sign. I saw the sign. If you've seen the sign with me, and you see what I'm seeing, I want someone just to praise the Lord. Go ahead and stand on your feet. We thank you for the sign today. We praise you for the sign today. Hallelujah. We rejoice like Simeon because it's small, but it's enough. Hallelujah. We've seen a cloud the size of a man's fist. Hallelujah. Jesus, take your place. Thank you for this gift. Hallelujah. It's small. Hallelujah. But it's big inside. Hallelujah. We don't despise the day of small beginnings. We don't despise what you're doing among us. The priests have come together in unity, Father God. We praise you for this. We've seen the sign, Father God. Now do what only you can do, Father God. Do what only you can do, Father God. This revival is bigger than a person. It's bigger than one church. It's bigger than people and individuals. Father God, I thank you that you will sweep this nation, sweep this region, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that, that the world will know who Jesus is because of the way that he has visited us. I thank you that the world, even as before in this last days, Father God, in the days when things are not normal, Father God, I thank you that you have one promise that needs to be fulfilled, that I am believing needs to take place, Father God. You said that in the last days, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. 
that in the last days the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among mountains and all nations will stream to it Father God we've seen the sign today and we give you praise we rejoice with this baby we rejoice with this word hallelujah we rejoice with this unity of the priesthood that never has happened before thank you for giving us a new wineskin thank you for giving us a new structure father god that can work for your purposes thank you this structure is not built on doctrinal and denominational positions but it's built on love father god may this be infectious father god may we be known by our love not our preaching may we be known by hallelujah by that fragrance of christ Ooh, hallelujah I've seen the sign hallelujah I've seen the sign hallelujah I've seen the sign if you've seen the sign just give Jesus a big hand clap of praise today hallelujah